time to go into auto reverse with Tony and Matt, where we look at bands that were underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, and to some unknown. This week, we're going auto reverse on Tukes Hibbert and the Maytals. Toots Hibbert. Toots. Toots. So what did, what did he rest, pass? Rest in peace. peace. Yeah, he died, yeah. was it uh, February? No, not in February. It was a no. couple months ago. It was a couple months ago. He had COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I know this is not really totally related to this. Well, it kind of is. It's like, man, but I saw that footage of him getting hit in the head with the bottle at one of his concerts. Did you ever see that? No. Tell yeah, me about it. I think it was in Virginia, and he uh-huh. was doing a song, and um, I'm trying to remember the song. Uh, oh, it was uh, Rock Beat, you know, the John Denver song. Oh, oh, oh. West, uh, I belong West Virginia. Yeah, 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 yeah. West Virginia. Yeah, and he was like, close, yeah. he's doing his usual, he's doing a little bit of a call and response, and the crowd's really uh-huh. getting into it, and then out of the blue, this look like a bottle of kettle one or something comes flying <laughs> great no great it would look like gray goose or something it looked like i think about it comes out and hits him right on the noggin like someone it so it wasn't like a short throw it was like someone threw it like 20 yards away so that's it, why you got to get rid of bottle service not was, only is it douchey but someone could get hurt yeah well it was outdoors so someone, I don't know how someone back pocketed this and, you know, put a, you know, ass pocket of Grey Goo, but dude, he's cocked him on a, What an, an awful person, whoever threw that. Well, I'm sure, because I think he reti- he stopped doing performing after all, because it was the, the injuries he sustained in that, but, uh, you know, the guy is, you know, had a, has a very storied career, and I mean, started out in the beginning of reggae, um, and uh, he, he's actually, credited with using the term reggae in his song. He's credited with being the first, right? And do he, the reggae, do the reggae, right? And they started out. And do you know the name of the band is named after where he was from in Jamaica, Maypen? Do you know what that? Yes, they, they yeah they say that that where the the name came. Here, but there's also another uh, rust the, that there's a ref. It's a reference to. Uh, Rastafari term for do the right thing, which I I didn't know that either. Maytal, uh, so I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that either. So yeah, yeah, he basically moved to Kingston and hooked up with uh, what was that Henry Gordon and uh, no, Jerry Matias Matthias. I'm always Matias. I'm thinking of something else. Um, and they started as a vocal group, um, and uh, until they were finally kind of Island Records, which did a big which made a smart move and kind of caught the reggae wave, uh, you know, in the, in the what's, late 70s or 60s, I don't no, know. No, no, late 60s. That's uh, Chris, you're talking about Chris Blackwell. Yeah, Chris um, Records. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Black, So I guess uh, Blackwell's relationship with Toots goes way back to, that, to the beginning when they were a vocal group, and he'd always loved him, and... He claims that he's the person that he knows the longest uh, out of that whole the whole Jamaican reggae music scene, even longer than Bob Marley. Uh, so, 
Yeah, and it, it was, I guess, that sort of put Toots on the map, right? They put out Funk Kingston, um, right. the album. Right. And yeah, and that, that's uh, that. And then and then he put them on the uh, the Harder They Come soundtrack um, with, with Jimmy Cliff. Jimmy you, one of the best movies ever, yeah. Oh, that's, uh, a, that's a great, such a great app. That's, that's how I first. That's how I got turned on. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was uh, sweet and dandy and pressure drop. Pressure, pressure drop is yeah. such a well, yeah, such a um, um, iconic reggae song. Well, yeah, I mean, and, uh, there's the Clash version of it too, and uh, that's right. And I think you know, there's a um, you know, because I guess one of the bigger things at that time in Jamaica was the Independent Festival Popular Song Competition that they would have. And he, I think that's where they got. He kind of came to some notoriety and. You know, the, 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 you, his vocal stylings, and it's it's you know no surprise they start out as a vocal group, um, kind of like Curtis Mayfield started with the Impressions. Is that you know his voice is kind of that that realm of singer that is just something that you can't. You, it's something that's kind of unmistakable and transcendent. You know, he's often compared to like the Jamaican version of Otis Redding, and there's. That's right. There's, yeah, there's like Wilson. He has like a. He reminds me as much with Wilson Pickett as he does Otis Redding, but. Um, yeah, you could see that. Uh, at least for me, the time I saw him at the uh, um, right over there by Lawrence Street, um, by my offices, they used to have that lunchtime music festival uh at metrotech yeah. do you remember yeah. that no yeah i saw p-funk there yeah. two years yeah ago. yeah so uh so the i saw this was in 2002 i think toots came and played and it was fucking hot as balls it was like over a hundred and humid as fuck and he's already in his 60s right right and he and I and that's where like you just made the the, the point that he, he he reminds you as much of Wilson Pickett as Otis Redding. You can at live you really caught the Wilson Pickett thing because he's kind of wild. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah. his vocal range was pretty. It was like it was gr more gruff live. And I'm gonna tell you right now, he put on a fucking show. I couldn't believe it. It was so hot, and it didn't matter to him. And apparently he played like three hours later or whatever, four or five hours later, he played at B.B. Uh, King's the same night. Oh, no kidding. He's a man in his 60s. Yeah. Wow. And it was great. And yeah, you're right. I mean, people like to compare uh, like Toots and the Maytals to the Beatles and then the Wailers to the Rolling Stones like that. There's that sort of. Not, I, I mean, I you know, it's kind of annoying to do that, but it, that's kind of like it's more cl like classic, you know, right. songwriting um, uh, for Toots. And, and but yeah, the soul angle, like just the, I mean, I, I, I'm just going to assume that most people that were doing ska and Rocksteady were pretty much just reinterpreting American soul music. I mean, it's yeah. just that that's what it sounds like to me when I hear it and it, and him for sure you know toots for sure was doing that but he crossed over right and he yeah. brought he turned and he and he made reggae just like bob marley did he made it fashionable and, and accessible and 
easy to get into, right? So yeah, but he's because he started off kind of in the ska thing, and then he got he got uh, pinched for a, I think a drug possession or something, and went away for a yeah. And years. he wrote a song, and he wrote a song about it. I guess he used his uh, the number they gave him in jail, and he wrote a song about it. Fifty four forty six. That's my number, which is a great song, and he. he <laughs> He, it, I, I don't know how long he was locked. Oh, he's locked up, up, locked up for 18 months, yeah. man, for pot, for weed possession. That's crazy. Yeah, but you know the timing kind of came good because when he got out of there, Scott was kind of reggae was kind of taking over, and yeah. I, and I think like you know there is also you know you could talk about singing, but I mean when going through the playlist uh, that you made, which is again you know I mean, excellent. Kinda, Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> the guy the guy the guy could write a song it's not like he yeah that's I, what i'm saying that's what i'm saying he's a he's just a pure songwriter pure songwriter and so yeah yeah i mean and the, the songs were infectious there's a i think that you know the difference between and it could be more beatles i think that the the beatles rolling stone things a little bit more at because there's a little bit more um I don't know if this is the right word, but joy and kind of, you know, mm-hmm. kind of lift to Toots' stuff. Where That's right. Marley's was, like Bob Marley's was a little heavier. And even when it was a little bit more pick-me-up, it was, it was, it didn't have that kind of like someone who is naturally a happy guy putting, the, singing the music. It's like Toots, you know, from the live stuff and from, I'm sure you saw at that concert, the guy just, you know, em, you know was charismatic and could you know get a crowd in, in lockstep with him um i forget which one live album that i was listening to and he just he you know uh he i thought forget what the song was i don't know it was prison t- prison t- um but he was you know he, he just had them in the, the palm of his hands and just uh just a real tight fun uh catchy you know, I was doing chores with it, and I, you know, I had to stop a couple of times because it was just like so engaging to just kind of listen to it and just kind of uh, jump along with it. Um, and I truly didn't know as much about him. I, you know, I'm like most people, probably more, you, you know, kind of in the, you know, Bob Marley. But you know, over time, like I started learning more about Peter Tosh and Toots and. Um, uh, you know, a lot of the other ones. I had a cousin, Noah, who was like great at giving me um, uh, reggae albums and stuff to listen to, you know, and so he would, you know, I'd get a bunch of stuff in, but it, you know, Toots is one of those guys that, it's not like a couple star- songs, it's not like Tenor Saw, where you have Ring the Alarm, and then there's a bunch, there's a couple other songs that sound kind of like Ring the Alarm, but they're a little different. It's like Toots had a pretty broad, I would say as diverse catalog of music as you know Bob Marley.
you're right. His songwriting is so good. My only issue is that uh, because he recorded into the 80s and 90s, I, for me, the, some of the production on that stuff, and I may have kept a lot, a lot of that out. Yeah, I think you for did. The playlist, the production kind of fucks it up, man. Um, so you know, that's my only sort of ding on him is, and and that's not necessarily his fault. I mean, that's anyone that was probably uh, recording um, at that time, whatever kind of music, maybe suffered a bit from the from the product production style especially in the 80s right um but he and it's just his longevity his longevity his uh his ability to um to kind of mix it up with other people too i mean it's just like reading the list of people he collaborated with it's just it's crazy yeah um I mean, it's 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 endless. Like, well, he, people yeah, he collaborated yeah, with. and he like he had an album in two thousand and four, and I think like he had like Eric Clapton, No Doubt, Willie Nelson, Bonnie Raitt, Keith Richards, The Roots. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's that's about as wide of a net of you know top shelf you know uh, talent coming to do an album with you, and you know he was highly respected and and whatnot. But it you know how much. You know when you're playing, but then again, you're playing Metrotech, and then playing BB Kings at night. You know, and I don't know. If, you know, I know some of that's for the love of it, but you don't. If you don't have to play at Metrotech, you don't. You don't play at Metrotech. He was a hustler. He was a hustler too. He was very. You know, he. I think he just loved performing. You know, I mean, I, I'm reading about. He 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 came on stage with the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, for a version of Louie Louie at. Roman Abramovich's New Year's Eve party at St. St. Bart's. It's like <laughs> for, for, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers fucking suck. But but still, the fact that you don't he like would early go, chili, you, you know, don't like early chili pep chili peppers with the hilly stuff. Really? No, I mean, I I was I I liked them at the time when I was like a teenager. I liked them, uh, you know, because it was like, oh, they got socks on their cocks and they're weird and they're playing funk and George Clinton recorded, uh, you know, produced one of the records. I kind of liked them, but now now looking back, I'm like embarrassed because, at ever liking because, them. Because, because and don't so, bring up Kiss either. And, Stone, and, and, put and, that, put and that because, away. Because he put socks, because you know what socks are used for. They're not supposed to be on your cock. They're supposed to be on your feet. Is that uh, on your feet? Correct. You're, and, and you're and, a parent but, now. But, your parents. That's you... not why, <laughs> dude. My okay. Let me t- let me t- let me just tell you. My friend Paul texted me one time and said, "I just watched a grown man buy a Red Hot Chili Peppers record." <laughs> now, most people would see that text and be like, "Whatever." I don't even what it so, but I read it as they are the one of the worst abominations of a group ever uh, of any kind of music. I hate them. Yeah, I'm getting. But this. I, I, but I, I hate them, and, and but but they still recognize real. And they asked him to get on stage with him. They probably paid for him to go out there. Uh, Roman Abramovich, by the way, is the owner of the Chelsea Football Club. If, right. For right. those for those that don't know. Um, foot, when you say yeah, football, I, when you I, say football, you mean soccer. <laughs> I do. Yes, please don't start with me. <laughs> Are you gonna bring up? Are you gonna bring up this too? I, you're the only one that's been doing that. I haven't, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said anything. 
I'm I'm still trying to get I'm trying to get the red, the red the red hot chili just getting one sort of nod from you from for the chili peppers. I can't get I can't I I'm embarrassed that I listened to them early on. I really am. Uh, but I was like 17, so I, I think I have a bit of an excuse. But yeah, that's a band that I cannot stand. Wow. And I don't give a shit about all their street cred either and who they collaborate with. It's nice that they collaborated with um, with Toots here who we're talking about. Yeah. But uh, doesn't doesn't make me like them anymore. I don't give a shit. Oh, and they help little kids out too. They have like a thing for kids, like a music school, or they, right. they give money. Still, I still hate them. I don't even give a shit that they do that to either. So they, they fucking so that band sucks. They help, they help uh, musicians who are on the sunsets of their life get get gigs and pay them for it, and you know disadvantage kids. But no, nah, still hate them. Still hate them. <laughs> still hate them. They're the worst. They are. That is an abomination. It's it a, really is. So, so what? So what? What is the world that why Toots and the, why? Why couldn't Toots and the Maytals be a little bit bigger? Why? What? What? I mean, why Bob Marley? And was it just, just the timing of everything? I don't know. Because maybe because Bob Marley was more rock and roll, yeah, you know, really. and maybe because maybe because of hit the Bob Marley's association and a uh, were well, yeah, like kind of. Dreadlocks. I think Bob Marley was smart and like opened up for like American, like American rock, like you know the sort of link uh, to the Stones with um, what's his name. Yeah, um, but Toots didn't Toots go on a bunch of tours with? Um, the, he did open for the Stones, didn't he? Did he open for the Stones? I, it's possible. It's possible. I read that he he opened for the Stones, so you know maybe it's just because he does he didn't have the dreads. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, it's I also, don't know. but there's also like you know, yeah. There's a much more of a presentation on how Bob Marley did it, and I mean, his music isn't. Uh, maybe I don't know. It's maybe it's the combination of the seriousness of what he was trying to say, and you know, if you're being fair, you know, he's Bob Marley's probably more lyrically depth. You know, he's got a more, you know poignant message and he writes more to a you know it comes across very strong where and cl and clear and not saying that toots doesn't but like pressure drop and monkey man they're, they're, it's a, they're little abstractions even though they're fun songs and you know i don't know if that that, that yeah you know I don't, I don't know maybe he was too sweet you know, maybe he was too old, old already, you know, because like you remember he was I think he was older than Bob. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe he was not marketed properly. I know that Blackwell loved him and, and yeah. wanted to put out records with him. But I don't I don't know. I maybe mean, he was just too maybe it was too whimsical. You know, well, uh, like could, I said, it's, I was, you know what? Maybe that's true because, you know, like knock, for example, knockout. You know he's there. You know it's 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 kind of a cheesy cover. He's you know knockout, yeah. and he's got it's like, you know the '80s kind of, you know, sans serif with the 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 Miami Dolphins blue, and he's got boxing gloves on. It's you know it's kind of goofy, but the songs on there. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a really it's a really good album. It's a really I no, like it, it it is it is. Uh, but that's the thing. It's like. They, you know, Bob was marketed as this sort of like, 
you know, the leader of, of the, you know, sort of le yeah. the Rastafarian leader of like the disenfranchised and uh, sort of third world wor world. He was their champion, uh, whether it was in Jamaica or Africa or, or wherever. And I, I, they didn't market um, Toots that way. I, it, like there was a lot of social consciousness in, in Bob's music. And I, it, I, 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 I'm assuming, I, I think there's a decent amount of it in Toots' catalog too, but I don't know. It's just like a marketing thing. I, I, who the fuck knows? Yeah, I don't know. It's, but yeah, you have, yeah, but it's like you have albums called Pass the Pipe and Just Like That and Having a Party and Time Tough. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. it's a little... More fun. It, it's more, more fun. It's more fun. Like even, you know, yeah. the album cover for Pass the Pipe, it's, you know, it's he's got this goofy grin on his face and there's smoke coming around him and it's like oh he's smoking he's smoking um and i yeah, don't, I don't yeah. it, you know and it could be just the timing of it it's like you know there is a and, and even if we, and I, I actually watched like a couple months ago um bob marley and the whalers at uh was it madison square garden concert on youtube and mm -hmm. i mean it was great but it, he's like tight you know, just it's tightly wound. Uh, whereas Toots' show, it's like you know, it's it's, I would say a party, but it's it's got that more of a festive atmosphere, and you know that's, you know that's more for like small club bands do that really well. But you know, you, that's not a, that's really not made for stadiums. You know. Yeah, I I agree, and uh, having seen him, I I could attest that that like that's that. It was a lot of crowd participation. It was him fucking jumping around and having fun. It was very festive, uh, and you know, maybe that's what that's what it is. Maybe it's too fun, you know. Yeah. But I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like I, to me, like his voice is a lot of his songwriting. Um, it's just so, it's so perfect. It's so solid that. To even compare him to Bob is just—I don't even—I try not to because it's like they're two different people, it, two it different too, things. Yeah, right. And you're, you're right because it's like when I listen to Toots, it's more like when you hear Otis Redding, it's more like an emotional core. And whereas you're talking like Tom Waits, who's not really an awesome singer, but he has a distinctive voice and has a particular part of you that makes him a really good storyteller, which is more like Bob Marley. So you know, it's kind of those kind of things that. It's funny because you have these two people who are essentially, you know, reggae pioneers, but are so drastically different in the genre. And, uh, and you know, I, and I think that's, you know, one of the things that, that I encourage everyone to listen to the playlist a couple of times because it is a different shade of reggae. It's not this, it's, I think Toots's, uh, the Mate House kind of reggae is a little bit more loose if that's, if, if you know, if, you know, even, like listen to stuff like Big Youth and it's like his his thing has a little bit more bounce to it. It's not as I'm not saying rigid, but you know how reggae kind of seems like not confined, but I'm trying to think like Yeah, it's too it's too like genre esque. Yeah, it's that's too a better way to genre it. specific, I guess. I, I agree with that. I think he's able to Toots busts out of that genre centered thing, like but Bob did as well, and so that maybe that's what they share in common—that they were able to push reggae outside of its little box. You know, you know, 
even even the fucking term that they came up with for a lot of this kind of music world beat and shit like that yeah, it's yeah. just like <laughs> it's just very limiting you know like for example like fela kuti uh right you could they call it Afrobeat, they call it world music Afro-funk, but, it, but yeah. it's just, yeah or whatever but it's like it's so much more than that and that and that's toots's thing as well yeah i mean because the soul aspect of his i mean of his and he's very influenced by soul music because you can mm-hmm. it, he he it comes out in a lot of his songs and i think that's one of the things that appeals so much to me and when you're listening to his his track or when you listen to stuff on the playlist there's this really Im- interesting kind of way how he's he's kind of changed takes that 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 uh pro or that talent or that you know th- this this tool of his of this great voice and using it in many different ways i'm not saying that his music is that wide like it's crazy different but he plays with his voice and he uses it and it but it always comes and it has that always resonates with you because it has that kind of deep emotional center that kind of cuts through in all of his songs like even monkey man yeah. it's like a it's like a playful song but his voice comes out in the, even in the ya ya yas you know it's someone like coming you know even that has a fun little lift to it uh that i you know i really enjoy his music i mean that i don't hear that when i listen to the the specials version of it which sounds like a very rinsed version of it yeah he, he, the character in uh, toots's voice is just like you're right it cuts through everything it's incredible and i and i we talk about this stuff all the time like the character in someone's guitar playing the character in a band's style of their delivery it, anything that cuts through that character that personality it makes you want to keep coming back to it yeah. you know you always want to come back to that uh when it lacks character when you like you just said when it's rinsed when it's not that you might like it but you might not come back to it as much yeah i mean i was funny because the one first times i heard uh monkey man was from this band called uh the it was called the UK, you know, it was called the Special Beat. And it was a, yeah. it was a mix-up of specials and uh, English beat players. Yeah. Dave Wakelin, I think, was in it. Yeah, and, from General Public also. Yeah, and they did a version of it. And it was really, really fun little album, but it doesn't have that kind of weight to it when, you know, when you compare it with how Toots and the Maytals do it, so. No, you can't. You can't. You, a, a copy is can be good. A copy... But an original is better. It generally is. There's, there's, there's <laughs> the, there's the five percent rule of the, you know, you take the uh, all along the watchtower. Um, you know, there's five percent of remakes that are better than the original, but not that's not often. right. But it rarely happens. Rarely happens. It takes a rarely great happens. talent for that to happen. Exactly. Um, Tony came up with this idea of doing toots, and I, I agreed. And this was such a fun thing to explore. So, and we'd like to hear your thoughts on it. So, feel free to give us a hit at uh, uh, autoreversepod at gmail.com or do it, or don't, or be even lazier and go on social media and post it on Facebook or Instagram. You know, we usually take a couple days to check our email. Our, our pages but we'll get back to you but uh, let us know what kind of if you want more reggae or there's this particular genre you want us to check into because we'll happily follow that's right all right peace all right later